0: Welcome to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Here at Renewing the Center, we're answering God's call to work for the spiritual renewal of the church. For more information, visit RenewingTheCenter.org. We're glad to have you with us today. Now, let's make some space for God's renewing work. So our rhythm here at Renewing the Center is to typically pull from a lectionary reading. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with some of the language of the liturgical church, uh, the daily lectionary is just a, an old plan for Bible reading where Christians Uh, myself included, actually read through most of the Bible over the course of a year. And we pick most of our reflections here at Renewing the Center from this lectionary plan. And so if you're looking for a Bible reading plan and don't have one, maybe you want to get through most of the Bible in a year. Um, Maybe you've never done that before. I would encourage you to pick up a 2019 Book of Common Prayer Uh, Shoot me an email if you have any questions about that, and you can jump on a Bible reading plan. And you'll find, if you do that, that uh, most days when we post the podcast Monday, Wednesday, Friday, one of your readings from that morning, you'll listen to me give a short devotional reflection on that same reading. kind of helps reinforce the devotional rhythms of your life. So just for what it's worth, you can check that out. Today's reading comes from Matthew 5. Jesus says, You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It's no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under a bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, I pray that you would help us to hear these few short verses and uh, to think about them in ways that would impact our life. Lord, I, I do ask you to help us think about salt and light today as it relates to us and the way we are living and who we are becoming. And I just speak blessing over my friends as we try to think true and deep thoughts about you, Jesus, and about our own lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, here's the deal. Jesus uses salt and light to describe who we are, who he's called us to be. And I love those two ideas because uh, they're hard to fake. Uh, The proof is actually in the thing itself. You you can tell salt by the taste and you can see light by what it illuminates and by the brightness that it generates. And Jesus is essentially here saying, uh, this is what kingdom people are like regardless of their circumstances this is who they are and if you're anything like me you may have grown up with a kind of christian understanding that says work from um, the outside control your outsides and that maybe that'll penetrate to the inside of you but the thing that's so important for us to think about here is that jesus is actually saying the opposite he's saying If you are salty and light-filled on the inside, then your outsides will manifest that. Jesus is always an inside-out guy, not an outside-in person like the way our culture tends to work. And y'all, this gets at the very heart of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Essentially, this is what we hear Jesus or need to hear Jesus saying in these words. He's essentially saying, these are the kinds of people who are part of what I'm doing He is not giving you nine tips to successful living. He's not saying if you do these tricks, you'll you'll be right. He's saying, I'm pointing to people of strong character who are certain kinds of people. See, good character is impossible to fake over the long haul. Good behavior, on the other hand, you can fake for a little while. And so what Jesus is doing here is he's speaking to your insides. He's not just speaking to your behaviors. And he's saying, I want you to be the kind of person whose instinct is to be salty and full of light. See, if we just simply manage our behaviors, if we simply just try to control externals to have a more presentable version of ourselves to present to the world, then when we're under stress, that stuff will falter, will fail. And and gosh, all of us know what it feels like to, to try to be someone. And then you get in a pressurized situation and what the real you leaks out or, or, or explodes. And then we feel, gosh, there's a gap between who I want to be and who I am. So... Jesus is essentially saying the kingdom people are, um, are certain kinds of people. Kingdom people uh, exude certain things. And so we're just going to think about those things for a few minutes today. Um, so he says, essentially holding up a mirror in front of us, um, I want you to be these kinds of people. And he makes two statements. You are the salt of the earth you are the light of the world. It's important to note the language that Jesus is using. He's not promising us that we will be. He's saying, if you are who I've called you to be, then you are these things. He's making a statement about Christians. You are salt and light. He's saying, don't lose this essence of who you are and what you're meant to be. It's yours by new birth. It's yours as a birthright, as a child of God. And I just want to say this to you clearly today. Regardless of how you feel, Jesus looks at you if you belong to him, and he says, you are salt, you are light. So salt and light have some basic properties. Salt enhances flavor. It prevents decay. Y'all, that's really important. Salt enhances flavor, makes things taste better. It brings out the taste of a thing, and it prevents decay. In a world without refrigerators, salt made the difference between meat rotting really quickly and meat being preserved over time. So think of how important salt was. Jesus is looking at people, and he's saying, at your best, when you are living by your birthright, you should be the kind of person that prevents decay. You should be a preservative nature a preservative element in the relationships around you and he also is saying you should make things better just simply by being present so I want you to think about your life if God says to you as a child of his you are salt are you leaning into your saltiness are you preventing decay and making things taste better do you bring out the best in people Does your presence in a conversation or an interaction make things better? Jesus says that's who you are. We have to live into who we are. But he also says we're light. Light illuminates, it shines, it reveals. Light also creates safety and security. Think about a world without electricity. When the Bible says you're a light into my path, that was about illumination, right? About revelation, it was about being The word of God being a thing that actually shows us where to put our footsteps. Well, Jesus now is saying you are light, meaning that you should help illuminate the pathway for people. That you, by your mere presence and interaction, should be the kind of person who is actually making things brighter and better, who's creating a sense of revelation. Does your presence in people's lives help them see what next steps they might be invited to be taking in terms of where their life could be going or the choices they could be making? But see, light in the ancient world was also a safety measure. Well, it is now, right? Floodlights that come on on the outside of your house, they, they, they expel darkness and chase away people who want to do things in darkness. Jesus says we're meant to be these kinds of people. And I think it's really important for us as we think about our lives to recognize that when he looks at us, when God looks at you and at me, he says, you are by birthright people who are meant to be full of saltiness and full of light illumination. And so I just want you to look at your life because many of us maybe would find that we're not living into our birthright, that there are parts of us that are diminished or dim places where we've lost our flavor, but guys, it's in there somewhere. Just like when you read, and I think we did this in the podcast recently, um, of those old wells um, in Genesis 26 that had sweet water in the bottom but had been filled over and bricked over and filled with dirt by an enemy, by the Philistines. See, the water was still down there. There was just a lot of crud around it. And I think when Jesus looks at you and me and he calls us salt and light, that doesn't mean that we don't have some crud on us, some crust on us, some places where those things, that beautiful preservative and illuminating property that's meant to be us, um, has been obscured somehow. I think it's time for us to recognize who we really are, who God sees us as truly being, and then begin to lean into those things. And here's what I think. And I've actually experienced this in my own life. When we begin to lean toward and look toward being who God's really called us to be, who he actually says we are, we'll actually become more attractive people. We'll become people that others are drawn to, people who actually find ourselves adding value in conversations around us, not out of sheer effort, but because we're just being the people God's called us to be. So I just want to invite you today to think about your life Think about your life relative to salt and light and recognize that you may be, um, you may have salt and light as your birthright and you may not be living into those things to the degree or the extent to which you want to or need to. I think now is the time for us to say, Lord, help me recover who I really am. Help me recover my birthright before you. Father, I pray for my friends today. And I ask, Lord, that as we look at our, our interactions and the way that we are in the world around us, that you would help us to ask questions around the extent to which we're manifesting the saltiness, the light that you have actually called us to be by birthright. And Lord, where we need to repent, I pray that we would. And where we need to ask you for an increase of our understanding of our identity in you, I pray that we would say, come Holy Spirit and do that work. And I bless my friends, Lord, In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you felt moved or inspired by something in this podcast, an idea, an image, or an impression, carry it with you into your day as a prayer, coming back to it again and again in the spaces throughout your day. Be curious about what God wants to show you. What in your life needs to hear this word of encouragement, inspiration, or course correction? And be courageous in your response. The Holy Spirit will give you the grace to carry out whatever He places on your heart. And thank you for being with us today. We look forward to having you with us again next time here at Renewing the Center.